The Bears are one Panthers loss away from clinching the top pick in the draft. The Commanders have joined the race to the bottom as well. We're going to look ahead to the college football playoff. All that and more coming up next on the Draft Countdown Podcast. Everyone and welcome to tonight's edition of the Draft Countdown Podcast. I'm your co-host Brian Bozards, joined as always by my co-host Shane P. Hallam. Shane, 119 days, 22 hours, 58 minutes, and 20 seconds away from the 2024 NFL Draft. And like we can tell by the site stats, people are are more and more into the draft. Right, every week it's more people looking at mock drafts and getting into it. So glad you're joining us, and we are uh, almost done with the college football season. Only a couple weeks away. Shane, good to have you back this week after a little bout with the uh, the illness there last week. Uh, good to have you back. No, thanks. Yeah, still it was it was an awful Christmas, uh, <laughs> but so so. Um, but I'm happy to be back and happy to uh, have moved on here. All right, for those of you following along uh, for the first time on YouTube, uh, please go ahead and subscribe to the channel. Hit the notification bell so you get notified when we go live. If you're following along along on YouTube. Uh, leave a comment or question in the chat there, and we'll uh, we'll answer your question at the end of the show. If you're following along on Twitter, send us a question there. We'll also answer it. Or if you're a member of our Discord and would like your question asked and answered on a po- episode of the podcast, go to our Discord. Uh, go to DraftCountdown.com. If you're not a member, top right of the search bar there is a link to join it as well. We talk all things football, draft, everything there. Uh, come on in. It's a good time. Uh Shane, a couple of uh, – I thought we were done. I thought me and Brad uh, wrapped up the college football coaching carousel last week, but uh, Jerry Kill uh, stepped down in New Mexico State after leading them to a uh, double-digit win season this year. Uh, they immediately promoted Tony Sanchez, uh, last failing at UNLV, now the head man at New Mexico State. Yeah, well, kind of wild. I mean, Jerry Kill, what, the best year maybe New Mexico State has had since I can remember, um, stepping down. But, hey, that's fair, and they're going to lose their quarterback that we talked about on the show, Diego uh, Pavia's transferring. So it's, it's over. So is, you know, so is their yeah. corner, Andre Sheldon, we've talked about a couple times as well. Yeah. So it's so Sheldon, yeah. yeah. So it was fun in Las Cruces while it lasted. Uh, one more coaching thing I wanted to talk to you about. Uh, Notre Dame hiring LSU offensive coordinator uh, Mike Denbrock. 
to be uh, their offensive coordinator. Uh, do we buy the Riley Leonard stop now? Uh, sure. I you know it, it it feels good, but it's it's still such a different style from what Notre Dame has. You know, I think it's just every year they feel I feel like they're just trying to change what they do and it doesn't fit the personnel. That's my one fear uh, with this. But I think for Riley Leonard, having that dual threat ability, I mean, this is, you can't get a much better offense than we saw with Jane Daniels this year. Yeah. So uh, I actually see how that goes uh, for them next year, but all right, Shane, I touched on it briefly in the opening there. We're going to expand out to the top 18 of the draft. This will include all teams that are not currently in the playoff hunt or the playoff playoff situation right now they're still in the hunt uh not in the hunt are the uh chicago bears who are one panthers loss away i believe i've got that right from picking first uh in the nfl draft uh panthers almost pulled it out last week but didn't but they are two and 13 and a loss next week will drop them to two and 14 and i believe that will pretty much clinch the top pick for the bears yeah, um, it, it pretty much does. I mean, it seems like they're they're getting it almost no matter what happens. So, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I mean, the off-season off talk is going to be hot. Do you keep Justin Fields? Do you trade him and, and, and type the pick? We'll probably be talking about it way too much on here. Uh, 100% way too much. I mean, in my mock draft this week, I took that I took that path. I was like, you know what? We, we've been going quarterback this whole time. I'm not going to mock the Bears with the quarterback at the top pick. I gave them Marvin Harrison Jr. That's obviously what I don't think that'll happen. But, you know, it was it was interesting to see how it break down breaks down after that and led to some interesting uh, scenarios. Uh, Arizona currently picking second with a 3-12 and record. Uh, the Washington Commanders, uh, they're in the quarterback market now. The no doubt about it. Sam Howell to the bench. Jacoby Brissett in uh, this week. Washington at 4-11, currently picking third. Have lost six games in a row. Um, they're in the Caleb Williams, Jaden Daniels, Drake May market now. For sure. the, last, the last mock we did, I, I got some – I think actually – I think maybe you – no, I made the pick for them. I picked Jaden Daniels for them. I got some crap in the comments saying uh, they don't need a quarterback. They're going to go off its tackle. Washington's taking a quarterback if, if they have, you know, a top three pick in this draft. I mean, Sam Howell's not it. You're going to get a new coach. There's no doubt about it. So they're taking one of the top three ones available. Specifically, I remember the comment section saying, no way the commanders are taking a quarterback in the first round of the draft. No way. No way. Every no time. Way. I say, you look, in the NFL draft, you never say no way. Never, never say, say no say way. It. I've learned uh, over the years. Uh, the New England Patriots, a team I also expect to be in the quarterback market uh, come NFL draft time, 4-11. Uh, they, I mean, they're neck and neck the strength of schedule uh, with the commander, so we'll see how that shakes out. Uh, Giants, 5-10. and 10, They're old Tommy Cutlets there. Uh, it appears that that, that, that is over. Uh, we've, we've had, we had our fun, and now he's back to the bench and uh, Tyrod Taylor, the starting quarterback there for the Giants. Now they're five and 10 along with the uh, Los Angeles chargers five and 10 and the Tennessee Titans five and 10. We, we knew the demise of the Titans was going to come 
at some point. We talked about that uh, the whole time we've been doing this process. You weren't here last week. Uh, me and Brad talked about the Chargers letting go of Brandon Saley and GM Tom Telesco. I uh, just want to give you your chance to you know chime in on that since you weren't here last week. Yeah, I, like it, it was time. That that Raiders loss was off. Was one of the worst things I've ever seen. One of the worst coaching performances I've ever seen. Uh, they have to. It surprises me. You know, they are a cheaper franchise, so we'll see what ends up happening there. Uh, but I think it was absolutely was necessary. You can't waste Justin Herbert. You just can't do it anymore. Not an ideal cap situation, though. I'll say that. Uh, for them, it's going to be cut, 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 cut. Uh, I think everyone that that is good. Bose is gone. I think everyone's gone from the Chargers, except Herbert. <laughs> except Herbert. That's it. Herbert and Quentin Johnson, baby. We're starting to. <laughs> uh, I don't want to take that L, Shane. Um, Chicago Bears still technically alive in the playoffs, right? Can still make it. Let's go. <laughs> Bring them in. I don't know how they get there, but I mean, technically still alive, I guess. Uh, they're six and nine. Uh, the Jets also six and nine. And that's, I mean, I guess Rodgers is back next year. So we'll see what happens uh, with that team. They've got to fix that offensive line, right? I mean, that, that thing's a wreck. Um, Atlanta currently picking 10th, but only one game out of first. The Saints currently picking 11th, only one game out of first, and they play Tampa Bay this week. Could be in first, could be first place Saints uh, next week. Yeah, like I, I think the Buccaneers are in much better position than the Falcons or Saints, but you never know. That that division's weird. Mickey Loomis, our favorite, uh, our favorite general manager in the NFL, uh, refused to answer a question when somebody asked, "Would the Saints?" be in the quarterback market in the 2024 NFL draft. Just said, hey, season's still going on. I'm not answering that question right now. Oh, Mickey Willis, he's going he's gonna to keep going uh, at least a little bit longer. Keep kicking that can down the road, yeah, baby. He's doing it. Uh, Green Bay, seven and eight. Um, Jordan Love is – it's been up and down, right? I mean – I, th I, I think he's the guy – yeah, you need, you need everything else needs redone to me. Yeah, uh, offensive line there I think is another uh, spot uh, they can look at. Their young receivers are stepping up though. I'll, I'll give them that. I, I don't necessarily think they're a wide receiver first round. Well, they weren't going to be anyway. That's just not what they do. Uh, the Raiders are are is is uh, Pierce going to get get the interim tag off? I rarely am pro that, but like. This is such a turnaround, especially for the defense. Uh, I, I think you got to give them a shot, right? Uh, maybe it's a short deal. You pay them a lot of money on a short deal so that you can cut bait cheap. But uh, I, I, this team is playing so much better. They have garbage at quarterback. They're starting running backs missed the last two weeks, and they're still, you know, they beat the Chiefs, for gosh sakes. And it wasn't even close. No, the defense dominated Patrick Mahomes. Denver's lost two in a row. They're now they were in the playoffs a couple weeks ago. Now they're out. They're seven and eight. And Russell Wilson ain't cooking no more uh, for the Broncos. They are basically saying, "Yep, we're done here. We're we're 150 million sunk cost done." Done. Jared's still a professional uh, 
injury quarterback protection quarterback uh, going to get the start uh, for the uh, Broncos this week. Second year in a row, right? That that he's he's taken, or is it or was it two years ago for Derek Carr when he basically the the Raiders benched him for Sidham so they wouldn't have to in case Carr got hurt. Yeah, yeah, it was last year. So same same deal. He's that's what Jared Stidham's getting paid to do. I, I'd take millions to do that. It's fine. Good good gig if you can find it. Yeah. Uh, Minnesota seven and eight here. They've lost two in a row. Uh, this feels like a team that really needs to like do some soul searching. I think. You know what? But they're not bad. Like they're on. They're the not road. a bad they're team, good. but it's like they're not. They're not in position to quarter, upgrade the quarterback position, which is what they need to get better. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you could bring Cousins back. I think you could sign him again and really try to, you know, get him how more dynamic times, running back. How many times can you one year $30 million a guy? Till, till he really drops off. I, I, I think he's still, I think he's a top 10 quarterback in the NFL right now. So, I, yes, go look at the quarterbacks in the NFL. It's not great, you know? <laughs> so. Like Kirk Cousins is, he performs. He performs. I got nothing. Uh, Arizona currently picking 16th with the uh, Texans pick. The Texans looked like they were a playoff team a few weeks ago. Then CJ Stroud got his brain scrambled and uh, hasn't played in two weeks. I don't know if he's going to play this week. He's 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 he's, he's going to play this week. Okay. Yeah, it looks likely. So, you know, maybe they can squeak in the playoffs here. I mean, they can. I mean, they're right there in the division. They're Indianapolis and Jacksonville. They're all eight and seven. So they've got just as good a shot to finish this thing out and get in the playoffs, win the division. The AFC South is a bit of a cluster right now. Uh, and rounding out the non playoff teams are the Pittsburgh Steelers at eight and seven, coming off their sweeping of the Bengals. Mason Rudolph, baby. Rudolph saved Christmas for Mason you, so. Rudolph. And the Cincinnati. Look, the Steelers are going to sweep the Ravens, too. Get ready for that. And not make the playoffs. And not make but, the playoffs. But, 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 hey, Mike Tomlin, over 500 again. He needs one more. One more win. So, we'll see if he gets it. They play the Ravens in, what, week 18? Yeah, so the Ravens probably will have number one seed clinched at that point. Yeah, so they'll, they'll have the bench emptied for that one. And then Pittsburgh gets the win. Tomlin gets to nine and eight. We'll see. It feels like the situation where like the, the Ravens bench everyone and then Tyler Huntley just goes ham. And goes ham, yeah. <laughs> you know. uh, Bengals eight and seven. Playoff lights almost turned off here. Got to win out. Need some help. Uh, they play the Chiefs this week. That's a winnable game to me. The Chiefs look like dog crap right now. It's the it's the Cleveland game in the end that worries me because Cleveland still fighting, I, I like the and the Chiefs, Bengals never beat the Browns. Like the Chiefs game doesn't worry you like the, the, that's that's a double. Worried about the Chiefs game that I have the Browns. Just based off based off history, the Bengals be, have beaten the Chiefs a lot more recently than they have the Browns. I mean, look, it's fair, but you, you just got lit up by Mason Rudolph. And you're facing the best quarterback in the NFL. I don't care. I don't care if you're throwing out high school players. That I mean, Kelsey's going to go for like ten and one eighty this week. <laughs> uh, I'm not worried about anybody else. Oh man, Rasheed Rice is looking good though. He's he's doing better. Yeah, doing well. Uh, 
So, yeah, that's that's the top 18. The playoffs, far from settled with two weeks to go. Yeah, the Bengals have a 14% chance to make it there. Um, so that's going to do it there for that. Um, Shane, we're going to do something a little bit different this week with our bowl preview. We have been struggling the last two weeks because so many opt-outs. We have no idea who's playing in these games, who's not. So I'm going to give you and the Debbie fans here uh, some some fun. We're going to let you, from these bowl games for week three, minus the two playoff games, we're going to preview them separately, but give you a chance to give one 2025 prospect that people need to watch from these bowl games, uh, the week three bowl games. There are 24 of them, I believe. We're going to quickly go through the ones that have already taken place um, this week, and that starts with uh, the games yesterday. Quick lane bowl, Bowling Green in Minnesota. You had this one, Shane. Um, first responder bowl yesterday, Rice in Texas State. Guaranteed rate bowl, Kansas and UNLV. I don't know, you had all three of those games yesterday. Yeah. Um, I had the military bowl this morning. What a slog that was. <laughs> that game in the rain uh, this morning or this afternoon. And then just finished up. Uh, Neil Brown, West Virginia's coach, just got doused in mayonnaise, and that's like the grossest thing of any of these bowl celebrations that there is. But uh, West Virginia got that win. So five games right there, Shane. Give me two or three uh, 2025 prospects. Yeah, from uh, Quick Lane Bowl, Harold Fannin, the tight end for Bowling Green. We went for five catches, 50 yards. Uh, was uh, he, you know, He's a legitimate NFL prospect. Um, for for Texas State uh, in the first responder bowl, uh, Ishmael Mahdi, the running back, he, he had 122 yards. He's had a really dynamic season, good pass catcher. Uh, Kansas, Devin Neal, their running back, is coming back. He had 71 yards and touchdown. He could contend to be a top running back in that class in 2025. Uh, military bowl, Virginia Tech. I mean, your boy, Antoine Powell Ryland, the edge rusher, is coming back. Is he uh, coming back? I didn't, hadn't seen yeah, that. Yeah, That's good man, to hear. Mansour Delane, the, the corner, I like a lot for Virginia Tech. He had a couple tackles in that game. Um, so, um, Mayo Bowl, Amari Hampton, the running back for North Carolina, I think is a top three running back in this class. He had some 200-yard games this year uh, as well. So, that's um, – yeah, that's that, that's a that's a big one. And then Holiday Bowl. Do we do, do Holiday Bowl is uh, – uh, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, I'll let you uh... – you got, you got to take care of something really quick. Uh, I want to talk about Virginia Tech, that game that uh, I mostly watched this game, and two other players that we didn't talk about there, uh, Kyron Drones, the uh, quarterback for Virginia Tech, I think is a guy we're going to watch uh, develop a little bit more as a passer next year, but I think he's a really uh, super athlete that's got a chance to um, to make make some waves as we go forward and their running back. Um, I don't, I, I don't know if Shane mentioned him or not. Um, uh, Basriel Tootin, the, uh, the running back for gene tech had a big day in the, like I said, it was a torrential downpour, uh, in the military bowl today in Annapolis, but he had a big game, uh, West Virginia. I haven't seen where he's going to come to the, uh, enter this draft, but I really love their tight end six, seven, uh, two forty three Cole Taylor, uh, I think is a, a, a good prospect for next year as well. 
All right, so that brings us to the games that are gonna we're gonna see going forward, Shane, and the Holiday Bowl going on right now, uh, Louisville and Southern Cal. Uh, who who are we watching in this game for twenty twenty five? I like Bear Alexander, the D lineman transfer from Georgia to Southern Cal this year. Uh, not as good a year as he had as a true freshman, but he's a monster athlete. I think he'll be a potential first round pick. Um, I would have said there was a lot of guys to watch for Texas A&M going to 2025, but uh, a lot of them's transferred. So uh, who else? Oklahoma State, Texas A&M, the Texas Bowl. That's tonight at eight o'clock, or it's going on right now. Uh, guy contending for my number one running back in the 25 class, Ollie Gordon from Oklahoma State, man. I mean, I think he won the Doak Walker. De- definitely should have. Uh, he had a monster year. Uh, I think he might run all over Texas A&M in this. Early start tomorrow, 10 a.m. at the Fenway Bowl. Our man Nino uh, going to be uh, covering this game yeah. uh, for CFB Nation. Uh, Boston College and SMU. Um, well, uh, is it Jaden McGowan who's no longer going to South Carolina, but now going to Boston College? <laughs> <laughs> no, like I, I like RJ Maryland, the tight end for SMU. He's yeah. uh, he's had two really productive years. I think he's gonna compete in another week tight end class to be a top one hundred pick. Preston Stallen, their quarterback as well, will be in next year's class. A guy I think uh, anxious to see him develop yeah. more as well. Uh, Pinstripe Bowl, one fifteen on ESPN. I'll be watching Miami and Rutgers. Uh, not a lot left for Miami after the portal. The portal has taken away. Yeah, it, it's tough. Like every every Miami player is like, oh yeah, this is the player is looking forward to like next year um, is leaving. So so, um, but. Uh, uh, Nigella Kelly, the defensive lineman who hasn't had a lot of playing time for Miami yet, but has a lot of, you know, athletic ability. I think he's interesting. There's no one for Rutgers that super intrigues me yet. So we'll see. Um, did you see the trophy for this game? The pop parts bowl. Oh, that's as much as awesome trophy. trophy ever. It's awesome great. trophy. Yeah. Uh, can't if you're not if you haven't seen it, everybody look that up. Look up the pop the pop tarts bowl uh, trophy. Uh, Four forty five tomorrow on ESPN. Shane, Kansas State and NC State. Uh, I I like Jacob Parrish, the number one corner for Kansas State. Uh, really good press corner, physical. He's he's really interesting. Could be a first round pick next year if things go right. Um, and just because we've talked about him for four years, it'll be four years in a row now, I guess, Grayson McCall going to NC State next year. <laughs> so there you go. Um, Alamo Bowl tomorrow night, 8-15 on ESPN. Uh, I'll be watching Arizona and Oklahoma. Ted McMillan, the receiver for Arizona, their number one receiver. He is He's a monster, man. He, good. He gets behind, behind those corners, such a good route runner. So he, he could be a first-round pick next year. Yeah, um, no doubt. And I guess uh, for Oklahoma, they're they're getting a, he he won't be twenty twenty five eligible, right? Their quarterback uh, that's getting the starts. I don't know. Yeah, he's yeah. A true freshman this year, but they, they have a good uh, offensive tackle, Jacob Sexton. I like too. Yeah. All right. So let's move on to part two of that coming up on Friday. Is that right? Yes, Friday. The uh, Gator Bowl, Clemson and Kentucky. 
Uh, Dayon Walker, the defensive tackle from Kentucky, is potentially a top 10 pick next year. Just uh, two absolute stud years uh, penetration. He's really good. I'll say this. He's a stud. The the, the stats and the, the disruption. But, man, his body is weird. He his is shaped weird. weird. Like, like yeah. he's an outlier just from body shape. And that's so weird to think, like, about a player, especially me judging the way anybody looks. But he is I, – I saw that against South Carolina. I'm like, man, he is he, – and he killed South Carolina the entire game. But, man, he is – he's shaped weird. That's for yeah. sure. Um, yeah. This is scary. Kentucky has cleaned up in the transfer portal, too. So, uh, only, I think only one other team, maybe, maybe Louisville, but uh, one other team has done better, and we're going to get to them in just a minute. Uh, CBS, the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl, where the winner, winning coach gets Frosted Flakes stumped on them. Uh, Notre Dame and Oregon State. Yeah, there's a lot of good players in this game for next year. I mean, I love Damian Martinez, the running back for Oregon State. He's already announced that he's coming back, which was a little surprising. A little surprising um, that he had portal out, yeah. Right, right. Uh, so so he's going to be back and probably be the, the focus of that offense. Good deal. Um, Liberty Bowl, Iowa State and Memphis, home game for the Tigers, 2.30 on ESPN. Shane, this one is you. Yeah, yeah, a tough one <laughs> to, to hit. I, I, Jalen Noel, the receiver for Iowa State, is eligible this year, but he's not going to be coming out this year, I imagine. Um, but definitely a big, definitely an athlete, guy that gets down the field quickly, could have run a good 40 time. Uh, Memphis got South Carolina running back Mario Anderson in the transfer portal. He's going to enter my top 10 uh, running backs uh, to start the season next year. There you go. Uh Cotton Bowl, Missouri and Ohio State, 7 p.m. on ESPN. Shane, I'm sure you've got a lot of thoughts here. Look, my player's not the highest state player. I think Missouri has the best 2025 prospect in this Luther game. Burton. And that's Luther <laughs> Burton, the receiver. He's the number one receiver, top five potential pick uh, by far. So uh, he, 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 he might put a hurting on Ohio State. And honestly, for the Buckeyes, it's looking more and more likely – Marvin Harrison might be the only early declaration from this Buckeyes team, uh, and that could put a, you know put a wrench into well, a lot of a lot of mock drafts right now. So, no kidding, really. So, like Tui Amolau, all those guys, you think they're coming the, that's back? That's the talk. We'll see. I, I don't know if I buy it. Right? I think, but uh, that's that's kind of the rumor. They're they're all practicing. They're all playing, and that's usually a sign that you're coming back. Right? That's wild. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's good for you and good for Ohio State, but that's just – that's that that's crazy. wild to me. All right. Uh, Saturday morning, the Peach Bowl, Mississippi and Penn State on ESPN. I'll be watching this one, and we mentioned the transfer portal and no team cleaned up more than the Rebels. They know how to do it, right? So they're going to have – there's going to be a couple of some good – Mississippi Kentucky are going to contend – Next year in the SEC, I, I think a um, lot, lot of good twenty twenty five guys in this game too. The running back, uh, the running backs, just Nicholas Singleton for Penn State, super athletic, and his running mate Katron Allen going up against Quinchon Judkins for Mississippi. Their lead back um, all have potential to be top one hundred picks. Walter Nolan, the number one uh, prospect coming out of high school a couple of years ago, transfers there, so. 
He'll yeah. and he could, you know, he's, you know, if he puts it together next year, it could be a first round uh, pick as well. So we'll see. I think as Ole Miss also got a good draw on the uh, SEC schedule for twenty four. So yeah, that's what that's that what helps. That helps. Uh, Music City Bowl, Auburn and Maryland, one p.m. on ABC. Shane, you've got this one. Yeah, another tough one to, to find someone. Everyone's transferring out of Maryland. And uh, Robert Woodyard, the linebacker for Auburn, uh, once again, I think has a lot of athletic upside, but it doesn't have playing time yet. Yeah, local kid here from Mobile. Oh, there you go. Uh, Robert Woodyard. Uh, oh, man, this one's rough. Uh, for one team, anyway. 3 p.m. on Saturday, the Orange Bowl, Florida State and Georgia. Shane, you're watching – What's left of Florida State? Uh, last one out. Turn off the lights. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's that's just how it works, right? You didn't make the playoff. People are opting out, going to the NFL or transferring out. You're not playing. Um, so I think I think my top guy's got to be Georgia quarterback Carson Beck. I think could be the top quarterback for 2025. He's going back to school. It's a weak quarterback class all around. Yeah, he's definitely put together a good season. We'll see if he can cap it off here. Are we heading to the 2013-2021 uh, levels of quarterbacking? It, it could be. I, you know, I think there are some guys that are probably sticking around that could emerge, but like it, it could be rough out there at quarterback next year. Uh, big fan of the transfer. Georgia just got the other day uh, Trevor, uh, Trevor, Trevor Etienne. Etienne. Yeah, from uh, transfer from Florida. Weird seeing Georgia not having running backs just ready to go. Right, it's just, they had to go get one. You know, Branson Robinson wrecking his knee. I think just really messed up the planes. Also, kind of tends to lean you to believe that uh, Dejon Edwards and uh, Kendall Milton are uh, heading to the league. Right, I would expect it. Uh, Arizona Bowl, 3.30 p.m. on the CW. I'll be watching Toledo and Wyoming. Um, well, Toledo ain't got nobody left. Has Wyoming got anybody? Or we just want to skip this one? <laughs> like, it's, 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 uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty. pretty we'll, we'll move on. Uh, New Year's Day, ReliaQuest Bowl, LSU and Wisconsin, 11 a.m. on the Deuce. I'll be watching this one. Uh, Harold Perkins, linebacker edge rusher for LSU, is an absolute uh, monster. I mean, gets to the sideline so quick, can cover, pass rush. He, he does everything. He's crazy. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, Citrus Bowl, Iowa and Tennessee, noon on ABC, Shane. You'll be watching this one. I'm excited. We can see the true freshman play for Tennessee. Joe Milton opted out. You know, he doesn't need to help us draft stock, I guess. Yeah. Um, well, he's got C-Roll for that. Right, right. Uh, James Pierce, the edge rusher for Tennessee, my top edge for 2025. He, he dominated in the SEC this year. Okay, yes, I remember him now. He had like three sacks and like uh, two drives against somebody uh, uh, earlier this year. Yeah. Uh, uh, Fiesta Bowl, noon on Saturday uh, Shane, you'll be watching Liberty and Oregon. Uh, not a whole lot here for Liberty. I do like Caden Salter, their quarterback. Uh, but for Oregon, probably uh, some depth, some guys to watch. Yeah, I, I, Jordan James, the running back, is probably going to take over the full load next year. Has you know, has a little bit of size, but has some of that explosive ability. He's one to watch. Uh, and. That's gonna that's gonna do it for 
that portion of it. So there's your Debbie preview there for the 2025 draft as we wrapped up the week three of the bowl games. Now, that brings us to the ones that matter, right? Or, or, or do all bowl games matter? Oh, they all matter, of course. Of course they do. Before we get to that, I don't know if anybody realized this or not, but when they go to the 12-team playoff next year, the first round, the four games are all at home sites. The quarterfinals and semifinals will be at the New Year's Six Bowl games. They'll rotate like they do now. The championship will be basically auctioned off like the Super Bowl is, and like they do it now. But what that does is if they don't lop off any bowl games, we're going to have eight more teams go to bowl games next year. Because the eight teams that would fill those spots are going to be in the, the first round of the playoffs, right? Right. So what we're saying is, Get ready for more five and seven teams playing in bowl games here. Yeah, get ready for more teams that are moving up to, uh, you know, to to FBS actually getting to play in bowl games. Well, there's only one moving up next year, but that's uh, and that's Kennesaw State. So, not not they're making one. Let's, let's make it happen. Yeah. All right. Well, let's look ahead to the two playoff games and where we actually will have legit draft prospects with the 2024 draft actually play. And we're going to start, Shane, with a game you'll be watching, the Rose Bowl, Alabama and Michigan. This is strength on strength, right? Michigan offensive line is at Bama front uh, on defense. A lot to like here with this game. Yeah, it's going to be exciting to see how the Alabama defense handles the Michigan offense. You know, I want to see what Dallas Turner and Chris Braswell, the edge rushers for Alabama, do against the Michigan offensive line. Um, you know, and and are we going to see Kool-Aid McKinstry go up against Roman Wilson? I think that'll be a great matchup if we get to see that. Or Terry and Arnold, uh, the other corner for Alabama. So I think we'll see that strength. And um, so I, I think we're going to really learn a lot about uh, about the Alabama defense, honestly. I think it's going to be the, the one unit that we really learn a lot of in terms of the NFL draft about from this game. Yeah, I mean, this is the type of game where Braswell, you know, could have a big game. Maybe he pushes into being the fifth Alabama player we think will go in the first round, Yeah, you know, with, with, with a good game. Uh, Turner, you know, we know what he can do. Um, I, 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 Deontay Lawson, their linebacker, man, I mean, I don't, I don't know if he's going to be in this class, but he's really good. J.J. McCarthy, is, is he going to be in this class? I, I I think he needs a good game here to really push him into this class, right? If he comes into this game, throws a lot, and beats Bama or scores a ton of points against Alabama, then I think people are convinced. But he, I mean, against Penn State, he threw eight passes. Like, yeah, I don't know how you can believe take a guy in the first round if that's the case. So uh, I think it might come down to this game if he declares or not. Our, our man, long-time watcher, uh, G10. So it's the first time he's got to see us live. And uh, time difference over there in Ireland doesn't, doesn't suit him. But, hey, wishes us a, you know, a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And, man, we appreciate you uh, being there for us every week. Yeah, and everyone watching uh, live is always fun. So go on YouTube and watch live if you listen later. Yep. Uh, the other playoff game, 745 kick on ESPN. I'll be watching Texas and Washington, a lot of points going to be scored in this one, right? Uh, I mean, I fully expect expect it. But, I mean, there are some good defensive players in this game, not to say that there's not. But, you know, we're going we're gonna to see not necessarily strength on strength here, but 
you know, can Texas's wide receivers get open on the Washington corners there? That's kind of a good matchup. Same flip side with that. Washington uh, receivers, of which there are a lot, going against the Texas corners. And the quarterbacks in this game, to me, I mean, it's all about can Quinn Ewers put together one of the probably the best game he's ever played, you know, and outduel Michael Penix here. Yeah, I'm actually another another interest to me is how the defensive linemen for Texas. Uh, we have, we're going to have a number in this class: Byron Murphy, Devontae Sweat, etc. Um, how do they do against Dylan Johnson in the run game for Washington? We saw Washington lean on the run a lot more yeah. late in the season. Are they going to try it again? Because I think that's where Texas wins. And like you said, then you start going to the air to those receivers. Yeah, and and and, and that in some some good matchups there too uh, with with the Washington tackles there, uh, Roger Rosengarten and uh, it's Troy Fatano. Yeah. So you know it's 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 good. That's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, big the big trench, time the trenches and that that, that that matchup, like you said, that could yeah. determine. The Texas yeah. D-line against the Washington O-line. Yeah, because if Penix has got any time to throw, those guys are going to get open. Adunze, McMillan, um, Polk, they're going to get open. Yeah. So, I think I think Worthy and his speed, we're going to anxious to see you know, how he does out there as well. I think Worthy is a, a first-round guy. Uh, I, so. I just, yeah, Xavier Worthy for Texas. I, I just think what he – when you get it run a four three, I don't care if you're 170 pounds anymore. Right. Like it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah. That's that's done. <laughs> uh, we're gonna call that t- the tank Dale at this point. You yeah, know, yeah. If you're if you can get open, you're you're gonna you're gonna play. All right. So that being said, Shane, it's time to put the money where the mouth is here. Who wins, Alabama and Michigan? Uh, I I gotta go, Bama. I, you know, uh, as much, I, I don't know, as an Ohio State guy, I don't think I want to see Michigan win, but as much as I'd like to see the Big Ten have success, I, I just think Alabama's better coached. Um, I think Jalen Milrow, their quarterback, right now is out playing J.J. McCarthy and what happened at the end of the season. I think Alabama finds a way to win this game. I think it's close. I think it's, I think it's going to be close, but I think they find a way to win. What's the line right now? Is it, uh... Uh, Michigan's favored by two and a half, I believe. Bama could be favored by six. I'd take Bama. I, I, I don't I, – I, I think they win this one going away late. I think Bama wins seven to ten points. Seven to ten points. Seven yeah. to ten points. I think it's a field goal game. I think it's going to be close. I think Michigan can churn out some yards of Blake Corum, but Alabama too dynamic. All right. Texas, Washington, who's got this one? I think Texas wins by three touchdowns. I, I I don't think it's close. I don't think Washington played particularly well for 60% of the season. Uh, I think Oregon was a good matchup for them. I don't think Texas is a good matchup for Washington. Um, you know, when we last saw Texas against Oklahoma State, they just blew the doors off them. They're playing their best football. Quinn Ewers is healthy. I, I think Texas might dominate this game. I'm going the opposite here. Mm. I think Washington wins this football game, man. Wow. I, I, you know, I was they they've sold me that they can win multiple ways, and I think Oregon is a better team than Texas. I, I do, and Washington's beat them twice. 
I wasn't convinced on Washington. That's why I, th I thought Oregon would blow them out in the Pac-12 title game, and they just dominated the game. Give me Washington here, upsetting Texas. Maybe it's close, three to four points. Give me, give me the Huskies here to play Alabama in the national championship game. I just, I don't think Washington's played anyone this physical, and I, I just don't know if they can hold up against the physicality. But that's fun. That's why these are two fun matchups, and these are two good matchups. Yeah. I mean, as much as I hate to see a Florida State get the shaft there, the playoffs better for it. And ESPN's much happier with those numbers they're going to see for those two playoff games. That's fair. All right. So you have Alabama and Texas in a rematch. I've got Alabama and Washington. Yeah. Who is your national champion? I think Texas wins the national championship. I think they beat Alabama for the second time this season. Very different Alabama team. I think a much better Alabama team. I also think Texas is a much different Texas and a much better Texas team. Um, but I I think that the weapons are there for Texas. I think they have a better offensive line than the, even the defensive line for Alabama. Uh, I think Alabama is exploitable through the air. And Texas now has shown they have a number of different running backs that can do some damage like – I think Texas is really, really, really dangerous right now, uh, and I think they break into the SEC with a national championship. I will go with Alabama beating Washington in the championship game. I think Washington, after, like you said, playing a physical game against Texas but winning, maybe a little war down for the wear there. Alabama beats them probably double digits in a championship game. I, Alabama I, I just, I cruising to the national championship. I just hope whoever wins the Sugar Bowl wins the national championship. Like, I don't, we don't need another band. We don't need Michigan to win. You know, that's my hope. That's fair. That's fair. All right. That's going to do it for our college football championship playoff preview there. Now to our favorite segment of the week. Who has accepted invites to the Reese's Senior Bowl this week? Shane, you missed some good ones last week. That's I for did, sure. I did. It was some good ones, yeah. So not as many this week, only like four or five maybe. But uh, we've got a defection here. Just came across the wire there as we speak. Uh, had been committed to the Shrine Bowl, but now Ray Davis from Kentucky coming to the Senior Bowl in Mobile. I like it. I, I was getting scared. Like when the Senior Bowl invited Jaquan Jackson from Tulane essentially as a receiver to running back convert. I was like, they're really going to take him over Ray Davis? Like, what are you doing? So, I, yeah, I'm excited. I think Ray Davis has a chance to be a top 100 pick. He's been that productive consistently through his career, did well in the SEC this year, you know, tough inside runner who has a little more wiggle than uh, gives credit for. I think he's going to be a fun guy to watch at the Senior Bowl. Did I just hear you say that they're going to take the two-lane wide receiver and make him a running back in the game? Yeah, that that, that was the word on the street, uh, that 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 he's supposed to – I'm sure he's going to do both, right? I know that's how it works. but Possibly. That, that, yeah, but that's, 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 a bit, that's a bit odd. Yeah. Uh, if, if not, I'll say Continue that. Um, style, you know? Yeah. Well, there you go. A uh, couple of offensive linemen uh, accepted this week. We'll start with the interior offensive – the center. From LSU, Charles Turner the third. He's interesting, very technically sound. I like the, the the hands and the feet, not not super physical. Uh, you know, I think he definitely were some issues in terms of the push, but 
So I have more Turner Day 3 kind of guy. Maybe Senior Bowl convinces me. Maybe it's just kind of a – sometimes the center position, it can be rough. It, you know, if the guys next to you aren't that good, we'll see how it works for him at the Senior Bowl. Rare to see it's just a true center these days going to the yeah. Senior Bowl, right? Uh, the other offensive lineman coming is uh, from Maryland. It's Delmar Glaze, 6'5", 305, fourth-year player. Uh, another kind of disappointment this year, but it, the size and the athleticism is there, right? Like this, this is, a, I think, an upside play that never quite reaches potential. I think he's going to look good in shorts. I look good feel like this is a broken record here. Did we not say the same thing last year about Jalen Duncan? Same yeah, school, right. everything. Disappointed this year, but the size and the athleticism to really have a good weekend. Duncan, for the most part, did. At the Senior Bowl, so and he's having uh, a good NFL. He's starting a left tackle in the NFL right. now, you know. Yep. So, pretty, so pretty good. And finally, this week, the fourth and final one that we've seen, maybe not the most productive player for Texas, but uh, Jordan Whittington, wide receiver, six one two zero nine. This has special teams guy wrote all over it, baby. Like he, he and he's the dirty, dirty work guy. They put him on the field for runs. He blocks. He hits guys. You know, he's athletic. He's going to be a 4-4 speed special teams player. I think Jordan Whittington almost assuredly is getting drafted on day three and probably going to have a longer NFL career than some of the guys that we're talking about. What I heard was punt gunner. That's what I heard. Yeah, Uh, He's (laughs) going to do everything you ask him to do. I think Whittington, high character, like he's going to one of those guys, oh, NFL coaches are going to love him. The interview process, he's going to kill it. You know, that kind of guy. Right. All right. So that's going to do it for this week's uh, Senior Bowl. Accepts is 92 players, I believe, we've got so far, 92, 93, something along that lines. Uh, 10 to 15 spots being held out for underclassmen. Uh, they have a soft deadline of January the 5th to declare. Uh, Jim Nagy kind of might have tipped his hat a little bit today at uh, one of those underclassmen that could be coming to Mobile as uh, – Threw up the eyeball emojis there with uh, Cameron Kitchens, uh, the safety from Miami. So we'll, we'll wait for that Panini uh, draft card to go across the uh, Senior Bowl, uh, the Senior Bowl uh, official Twitter account before we, you know, officially talk about that. But I thought that was uh, very curious for him to openly uh, do that today. I mean, even just that. Would make the underclassman thing worth it, right? You're getting like a top two, three round safety who's much better than whoever, whatever senior you'd be bringing in. So, be awesome. well, there's there are three underclassmen we're about to talk about now that declared this week, and I think all three of them could feasibly be in Mobile. Uh, when it's all said and done, we'll start with the wide receiver position. Uh, one of the players that opted out of Florida State today, uh, Keon Coleman, kind of disappointing a little bit. Uh, towards the uh, towards the end of the season, there had some drop issues, but uh, Keon Coleman is he still a first round pick in your opinion? I I don't think so, but I, you know I could see him having just a great off season. Like I said, if he goes to the Senior Bowl, he's gonna have a good combine, height, height weight, speed player. Like he could sneak in. Um, I you know I think. You know, he's my wide receiver seven in this class, and it gets borderline first round right now. Um, a player I have not watched at all. We did not have on our watch list, but declared for the draft. Kansas, 
third-year edge rusher Austin Booker, 6'6", 245. Yeah, um, not not someone that I was on my radar to come out of the draft. I mean, I, I have some some notes and some, you know good explosion, and seems like I've, I've had a couple games where everything's positive, but. I, I didn't take many because I didn't expect him to declare. So right. Very well, he has declared. So another guy that, you know, like that, and with this new rule, be at the senior role, hell, be at the Shrine Bowl. You know, yeah, take right. advantage of that because nobody knows who he is right now. But he did put out some good sack numbers this year. I think he had eight or nine sacks this year uh, for Kansas. And finally, a guy I'm pretty sure you were high on coming in, but maybe not the best season this year, UCLA running back Carson Steele. Transferred over from Ball, Bowling State. Green, Ball State. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of a weird year. He lost, didn't get the starting job at the beginning of the season, but earned his playing time back and became the starter and ended with a good year. Um, I think he's been on the freaks list before, so definitely has the athleticism, but not really the production. So I think Carson Steele would be a good senior bowl running back. Yeah, I, I don't know how many they've got right now. Numbers might be getting pretty thin <laughs> there yeah. for that. Um, got a couple of questions. Uh, we had one in the Discord. I don't know if he intended for it to be asked on the podcast, but we're going to do it anyway. Uh, Ryan Tressler, 84, in the, in the uh, NFL draft chat on the uh, draft countdown Discord asked, am I wrong for being highly intrigued by the 2025 tight end class potential? No, no Bowers, but it looks pretty deep, uh, potentially. Yeah, I, I, th I think it could. You know, you have, I mentioned a couple of guys, RJ Maryland, SMU, Harold Fannin, Bowling Green, like some small school guys, Ben Yersick, uh, we've talked about coming back. Uh, a lot of transfers up. The Ball State uh, tight ends are, are transferring up. And then Colston Loveland from Michigan had a good year. And, and then you're going to have the Brock Bowers replacement and Oscar Delp. I, I think it could be a pretty solid group uh, when all said and done, definitely a lot deeper than the 24 class. Did South Carolina get the better ball state tight end, Cozy L, or, or they got Brady Hunt? Is he better than Cozy L? Uh, I, I like Cozy L a little bit more from that athleticism NFL draft perspective, but I think Brady Hunt is a better blocker, so might be better for you guys for what you need. Well, that's disheartening. Cozy all went to Louisville for those scoring at home. Uh, Bubba asking a uh, question if it's not too late. Which players have the most to gain or lose from the playoff matchups? Good question. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll, I'm just going to give one per matchup that I think has the most to gain. I'll, I'll start there. Uh, I think for Michigan, cornerback Mike Sandra still. Uh, I think could play his way into day two with a really good game, shutdown corner type game as the number two corner. Uh, so I think he has a ton to gain. And then for Texas, Washington, um, I, I think it's, uh, I think it's Jalen McMillan for Washington. I mean, I, I feel like he's kind of become the third wheel because of the injury this year, if he comes out and has play outperforms Romeo Dunze in this, this game, then I think he plays himself back into a potential top 100 pick for McMillan. I don't think he's that – I mean, I haven't moved him out of my top 100, but I, I see what you're saying. Um, hell, I mean, he's almost got overshadowed a little bit by Jalen Polk because he was off right. the field so much this year. Yeah. So, absolutely. yeah, it, it hurts. Um, 
I, I think it's Xavier Worthy, right? Nobody's talking about him. We, we, we are. But it's like he almost feels like he's getting lost in the shuffle. And he goes out and just smokes Kool-Aid or smokes Terry and Arnold in, this, uh, in the championship game or, you know, I, I, if, if in, that, in a potential matchup there. I mean, that's, that's big time, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think if Worthy has a big game, like everyone's, oh, yeah, he's the first-round pick easy, right? That's all he needs for that to happen. All right, so that's going to do it uh, for us answering questions. Final thoughts tonight, Shane. We're just going to – how are you feeling about draft countdown in 2023 as this is our final show of this year? I think we had a great year. I mean, I, I love our staff. I love working with you, Brian, and, and Brad and Miranda. Was the, uh, our, you know, they've been, they were excellent last year. They were great here in 2023 once again um, with some great content. It was nice bringing Paul in this year and having him come over and, you know, write some, some great content. He's been doing it longer than any of us have. Any of us have. Yeah. yeah. So, and we've had, you've had a couple guest posts, uh, you know, Travis, maybe out of the podcast a couple weeks ago, that did a guest box. So it's been fun and, and uh, people seem to enjoy it. Yeah. It's 2023 has been great. I mean, from our uh, site numbers, this has been the best year we've had since the relaunch. Uh, we've only gone up each each year, so it's been awesome. Like that started last January, and just based off the numbers here, closing out December, I feel like January uh, this year is going to take off like gangbusters again. Especially when they get that New Year's uh, New Year's mock from Shane P. Hallam, seven rounds coming at him. Uh, New Year's Day, baby. New Year's Day. I love it. So. That's going to do it for tonight's edition of the Draft Countdown Podcast. As always, if you're following along on the YouTube channel, go ahead and hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, so you get notified when we go live each and every week. If you're listening to us uh, on the audio version of this podcast, be it on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, leave us a five-star review or uh, and share it out with everybody, wherever you listen to your podcast. For that matter, it doesn't matter to us. If you listen, we love it. Um, we had asked that you follow us on Twitter. Follow me there at Deep Fried Draft. Follow Shane at Shane P. Howell. Follow Draft Countdown at Draft Countdown. And for all of your NFL draft needs, 24 7, 365, head over to draftcountdown.com. For Shane, I'm Brian. Good night, everybody.